0: Philippians chapter 4, and I want to talk tonight about how God honors a giving church. Some of you probably looking at me and thinking, you said you had completed the giving series. You said we were leaving that sermon series in the past, we're moving on, we're talking about evangelism, we're talking about telling and sharing the story, and now once again, you're right back to the giving series. And some of you are probably thinking, and of all people, you're speaking to those of us here on Sunday night, the Sunday night before Labor Day. We're not the crowd that needs to hear about giving, right? Some of you are probably thinking that. We are the elite. We are the faithful, right? Yeah, there you go. We are the ones. So why would you talk about this? Well, first of all, I've been working through this book, right? So I've been working verse by verse, and this is where we are. <laughs> so you just happen to be blessed tonight because this is where we are. But also as we come to it, I want to address it maybe from a little different angle from what we've talked about over the last few weeks. In the last few weeks, we've talked a lot about the individual giving or us as families or, or just people in general giving and having a giving attitude. But I want to talk to you about collectively the church itself giving how the church itself should be a giving body how the church itself should see how God honors us in our giving collectively now I know that each individual here tonight that's a believer in Christ that you are the church I know that but I'm talking about how we come together collectively in our offerings and in Our giving. And I want you to see this tonight because I think that's what Paul is addressing as he has spoken to the generosity of the Philippian church. He speaks about them, how they have come and they have nurtured him, they have blessed him through their giving. Look in verse 15. Philippians chapter 4, verse 15. Now, you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the thing sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. So again, you hear the pastor's heart. You hear Paul's heart as he speaks with love and affection for this church. And he speaks about how they have been there for him. Now we've seen this throughout the, this little letter. But here specifically, he thanks them for being there for him when no other church was. He said, you were there when other churches had not been there to supply or help me in my time of need. You were there. And again, he's talking to the church in general. He's talking to about the corporate group of believers at Philippi that they have come together and they have given so that they could help his ministry. Now, he had some... Tough sledding there in Philippi. If you look, you'll read in Acts chapter 16, you'll see where he was imprisoned. prison, right? You'll see where there were difficulties. And then when he gets to Thessalonica, as he mentions here, when he gets to Thessalonica, it gets even worse. I mean, it is the whole of the world, it seems to be turned upside down, right? That's the language of the book of Acts is that there are those who oppose him over and over. And yet the Philippian church has been there to help him, to encourage him through their giving. He uses some technical terms here, some technical commercial financial terms. This idea of giving and receiving. It's the idea of accounts, of like taking in the account and paying the account. He says, you've been there and when I look at The way you have approached this and how you have worked the books, you have always taken care of me. You have been there to bless me. Now, verse 17, he said, now, not that I seek the gift. I love that because Paul's like, hey, and it wasn't that I was trying to get things from you. And they knew that because they knew the heart of Paul. They knew that he wasn't there just trying to benefit materially. But he says, not that I was seeking to give from you, but that I was seeking the fruit that abounds to your account. In other words, it's kind of, I was seeking to, for you to see the joy, the work, the blessing that comes back to your account. So that's the principle, okay? The principle is this, God honors a giving church. That's what Paul's saying. Paul said, you've been there for me, and what God is going to do is honor this. Look at verse 18 again. Indeed, I have all and abound. I'm full, having received from Epaphroditus the thing sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing gift. He said, I've been blessed through you. That it, It's been like a sacrifice that you've offered. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it's the same type of language, is that it's a sacrifice. It is a part of worship on your part that you have come and given in such a way a sweet-smelling aroma. I don't know if you remember this, but um, a few weeks ago, we talked about two ladies in the Philippian church, Euodia and Syntyche, right? And they were having a little bit of issue. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe Baptist women could have issues. But they were having issues, right? Euodia and Syntyche. And do you remember what I said that Euodia meant, like when you broke down her name? Okay, so we'll start the book of Philippians again in... There you go. Something like a good smell or a good odor, right? Syntyche meant something like together with. That, that prefix to her name means like with or together with. So you had this lady. Remember? Now you're remembering. Yeah, you're putting it together. Shake your head so you don't have to go through this again, all right? Shake your head. Euodia means good smell, good odor. And this other woman is supposed to be representative of someone that would work together with you. They're the ones who are being divisive. The one who's supposed to be the good smell, causing the big stink. Now you remember. The one that was supposed to be working with is working apart, actually working against, in a sense. So that's what I was telling you before. Now what Paul does, I love the way Paul does this. Because he's, he's mentioned them in chapter 4, verse 2, and now... In the verse we just read, he talks about a sweet-smelling offering or aroma. He uses the word euodia. He says, hey, you know, I was talking to you back there about, hey, in some ways, you have offered this fragrant offering because you've been there for me. There's a sweet aroma because you've given. You've blessed me. And he says, again, because of that, I know that you can abound in him. I know that you can be blessed by him. I'm going to dig into verse 19 in a moment, but just generally speaking, it says that God's going to take care of who we are as we give. He says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God honors a giving church. He certainly does. So let me break it down a little bit more personal for us. I believe what I said a few weeks ago when I said that we cannot outgive God. I believe that adage. You and I could never outgive God. God has greater riches than we could ever imagine, greater resources. You and I could never outgive him. Look, for what he's already provided. Yes, the physical blessing, yes. But take away the physical blessing. Take away that and just think for a moment of the spiritual blessing he's given to us. The salvation and forgiveness, if nothing else, is more lavish than anything we could ever imagine. And then to put on top of this that we have a relationship for all of eternity with him. Remember, eternal life, never ending. You and I could never come up with something good enough or great enough to give back to him for what he's done for us. So, you and I could never outgive him. He is the most giving individual, most giving being of the universe. He honors a church that gives, though, as we give generously. So, I've been thinking about giving a lot, obviously, from the sermon series that I preach, but also. As we've been working through all of the logistics of church life and church business behind the scenes. uh, Right now, we've been going through a lot of financial meetings, finance committee meetings. Because we've been working on the budget for 2018. Hard to believe, right? But we've actually started that process, I think probably back in June if I remember right. We started initiating some of that, of looking at our budget. And I talked to the staff. They started putting things together. Uh, our process here basically is the staff, they look at their ministry. They see what they believe God wants them to do. And they begin trying to outline that. They meet with me. I talk with them about where they are and maybe some of the things to look at. After that, we have a financial committee liaison that meets with each one of them. So that individual talks with them through the budgeting process. Then they come to the committee. The staff member comes to the finance committee, makes his presentation or her presentation to the committee. It's kind of a lengthy process, right? Well, first of all, it should be a very meaningful process because this is God's money we're dealing with. Now, all of it's God's money, right? Right? But when people give, I think we ought to be able to give serious consideration to how it's spent and how we are to use it for the betterment, the advancement of the kingdom. So we do all that. So we're in the middle of it right now. We still have a couple of meetings to go. Pray for us. Pray for our families. (laughs) they there at home while we're meeting and doing all these things. But we're working on that. This last week or so, we we talked a little bit about missions. We talked about the cooperative program. Uh, We don't give a certain um, percentage to the cooperative program. Some churches do. They choose to do that. We give a certain amount of money to the cooperative program. The cooperative program of Southern Baptists basically funds ministry and missions of the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm a big believer in CP. Uh, I think we ought to be supporting it. Last year, it was somewhere around 7.6% that we gave. This coming year, or this year we're in, we're giving, I think, $260,000 to the cooperative program. That's up about $60,000 from, what, six years ago, I think, Dwight, that we have intentionally tried to give more to the cooperative program. But not just that, to all of missions. If you look at our budget, we have given or we will give through our budget alone about $430,000. Now, Dwight, you told me the other day, I didn't call you and ask you to prep for this because I wanted to see if you really knew it or not, if you're just reading notes or what you're doing. But the other night, you told me that we had upped our missions giving over $100,000, right? In how long? Come on. You're going to ruin my message tonight. About five, six years, something in that. We're not going to hold you accountable too much for that. Uh, but hundred, five or six years, we've upped a hundred thousand dollars in our missions. We give a thousand dollars a month to help the quarters in Nicaragua. Some of you know Joseph and Susan. We give to other missions opportunities, whether it's Rolling Hills whether it's our association or many other worthy subjects and ministries we give to. I figured it up. I went back this afternoon, and I started kind of figuring a little bit more, Loy. I, I, I figured the 430... And then, of course, the Lottie Moon at over 100, maybe 125, 130 or so that we've given the last year or so. And then the Georgia Barnett and the Annie Armstrong. But then also the 20000 plus that we gave to build houses in Nicaragua. The, the Nicaragua Feed the Children. The 20000 we gave at the end of the year last year for church plants to help them. I got up this afternoon about $700,000 was where I was. And that's a conservative estimate, I think of what we have given in this last year or so. I say again, as I always do, we ought not to brag about that. We ought to give God thanks because He's the one that gives us that money so that we can give. All blessing comes from Him. Everything that we have in this church comes from Him. When we talk about the youth area and how, Lord willing, even though we've got a little bill about to come in, Lord willing, we're not going to borrow any from the bank for what has been done up there we give God thanks but I say to you we have to strive to continue to give more because I believe the more we give to missions and the more we give to ministry the more we will see God return to us we don't do it just for the blessing we do it because we love him because we want to serve him and see his gospel go forth and just a byproduct is his blessing upon us We have to continue to give as a church. That's what Paul is saying. Paul looks at the Philippians and he says, you're going to abound. You're going to be blessed. You're going to know the riches of of Christ Jesus. He's going to take care of you because you are a giving church. Temple has often been recognized as a giving church. I say to you that we ought to push the envelope from year to year to give more and to give more and to give more. Now, listen, I think we ought to give more to missions and the community and other things, local missions. We've got several things on tap for those, those projects. I think we ought to give to that. But don't forget that part of our missions and ministry also is found in the programs we are able to offer, the things we're able to give back to this community I think it's okay even to support a preacher or a minister every now and then. Oh, man. I was hoping I'd kind of get a little bit of affirmation from you so the finance committee would make sure they did. (laughs) But, you know, I I am thankful for staff that in many ways are like missionaries here, right where we are. To a college campus, to the schools, to people in this community, to be able to reach people for Christ. And I think we as God's people again need to look and give it, because we can never get look again at and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I, I could just stay on that verse tonight. Because Paul says God's going to take care of you and He's got more than enough to take care of you. All his riches. Remember, you're his child. Remember, the church is his bride. All resources of God is, all resources are at our disposal. I I love this. I love this image. And I wrote about it some time ago. I grew up in like a agricultural area. That's surprising some of you now probably. Um. You know, I I grew up in some country churches, and I love the country churches. I still love being able to go and preach and and see, uh, hey, we never outgrow our roots, and uh, we never should be so sophisticated that we uh, forget who we are and where we've come from. And uh, you know, I love being able to recognize how God will speak in certain ways, unique ways through those churches. When I was growing up, I heard a preacher one time. He was talking about uh, the needs of the church. And uh, he got up and he began to pray. And he said something to the effect, God, I know that you own the cattle of a thousand hills. That's what the scripture says. I believe you own the cattle of a thousand hills. God, I pray you would take them down to the auction barn if you would and sell a few of those. And just provide for us right now what exactly we need. i never forget that preacher praying. I was like, oh, that was an image. It stuck with me. But, hey, what, what a way to think about it. God does own all things. He has all blessings, all resources. And all we have to do as we give, as we see our needs, is know that we can depend upon him. God is more than able to take the cattle down to the auction block. God's more than able to do whatever is necessary to take care of his people. There have been times where my faith has failed some, even in the church's life. I, I shouldn't say this because, Dwight, you, they'll come to you and then they'll believe some things now. And I've always told them not to believe you. But uh, Dwight, Dwight knows because Dwight and I obviously work closely together. And some other, but Dwight knows there have been a few times that I've gotten stressed. When I would look at certain offerings or certain things that would come along and and, and I was just stressed. I want you to hear me that my faith failed because I'm a flawed human just like you are. And, you know, I I would pray. I'd go home. The only other person really knew I was stressed during those moments was probably Leslie. And there would be days about a year or so ago I would get down and I'd pray, God, you know what that old preacher said? God, this is my prayer today. And God has always come through for his people. I can't tell you how many times in church life, and even here, how God just showed up to take care of his people and to provide us everything that we need. And that is the reason I believe, as Paul is writing to the Philippian church, and he says, hey, thank you for your gifts. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for giving to me that he just says, don't forget, don't forget the way the balances are settled, that you'll always be on the positive side because of the grace that abounds to you, because of the riches of Christ Jesus that you can know that he supplies to you and to your life. And I pray that God would always give us a heart, the heart of the Philippian church, that we would be people who would find reasons to give. That we would look for reasons to give and be generous in his kingdom. Let's pray together. Father, thank you again for your blessing. Father, thank you for taking care of us Even when we grew weary. And Father, I pray that you would challenge us as a church, as a people right here at Temple. Father, that as we give joyfully and cheerfully, as we look at the opportunity that we have, that we can give, that you would help us as a people whether it's through our budget process, whether it's through our special offerings, whatever it is, Lord, that you would help us to give to others around us in this community, in our state, in our nation, the world itself, that you would help us to be faithful to the task. Because we confess tonight... We could never outgive you and what you've done for us. God, thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand?